This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Warning. This podcast involves discussions of a spooky and graphic nature not suitable for children or the faint of heart. Strong language and mature content is present. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. Spooksters, and welcome to Stabby Snippets, brought to you by your spooked girls. If you are super confused, this is going to be a new segment that we're bringing to you here on the show. We talked about it on our live streams on Instagram and Facebook, but probably about 90, I'd say 90-95% of you probably have no idea what the fuck's going on right now. That's okay. (laughs) We have this new little nugget of a segment we're going to throw in to you probably once a week or so. It's going to be just true crime cases, either that are too short to throw into our regular episodes or stuff that is going on in the news. So like current cases that are ongoing, stuff that's just happened, stuff like that. We had such a great feedback with the act. You guys sounded like you were going to miss us if we weren't twice a week. So here we are. We're going to just kind of take it as we go and see what happens. It will be a little set up different than our regular episodes. So no drinks. Jessica's only going to get you drunk once a week, not twice. (laughs) We won't be having any business or banter in the beginning, just this once, because we're kind of explaining what this is, so people aren't like, what the fuck? But after this, we are going to just intro and jump right into whoever is telling the case for that week's Stabby Snippet. So since this was kind of my brainchild, I am going to kick us off here. Did I forget anything about what this is? Not really, right? Except for, hi, that's obviously Tara, and my name is Jessica. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there's that. Sorry, we tried to already record this once and uh, it stopped recording on me. It did. It was a butt face. I'm a little flustered. But yes, hello. If you are brand new, that's Jessica. I'm Tara. Hello. 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 The hot mess is normal. The stabby snippets is new. That music is new. So hopefully you like that. So yeah, I'm gonna just dive in because that's what we're gonna do. I have the Thunderbird Falls murder or the murder of Cynthia Hoffman that I'm going to chat with you guys about today. Okay, so this actually in real time because this is going up a couple days after we're recording it. Shocker for once. This happened last month. So this happened on June 2nd of 2019. If you have not heard about this here in Anchorage. So this is still an ongoing case. I kind of set this up to match the timeline. So it's going to jump around a little bit in the beginning. And there's some developments that happened a couple weeks into it that I will get to. And then yeah, I will wrap it up with what we know as of the last update. Sounds good. Let's do it. Yes. Okay, cool. 
So Cynthia Hoffman was 19. She was reported missing to the Anchorage PD on Monday, June 3rd. Her father told them she was last seen by a friend at the Polar Bear Playground at the Russian Jack Springs Park in East Anchorage on Sunday afternoon. She was said to be wearing blue jeans, a hoodie, and tennis shoes. So Anchorage PD began to search for Hoffman near the playground where she was supposed to have been on that Monday. Later, they contacted the mother of 18-year-old Denali Bremer. This was said to have been Cynthia's best friend and was also one of the people she was supposed to have been with. Now, (laughs) Denali's mom had something interesting to say. She told the police that her daughter had said Cynthia may have been shot and pushed into the water, but didn't have a location or any other details. So many questions. First question is, what the fuck? Mm Mm-hmm. We're going to have all the questions. You're going to have all the questions. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm here for it. I'm going to sit back. I'm going to wait. I'm here for it. So the next day, on Tuesday, June 4th, detectives questioned Denali, and they also questioned 16-year-old Caden McIntosh, another one of Cynthia's friends who they believed was to have been with her at the park that same day. During questioning, detectives learned that the three never were at the playground. It was just some story that they fabricated to mislead Cynthia's family and the cops. What? Yes. And this just keeps moving on super fucking fast. So. On that Tuesday, June 4th, uh, Cynthia's body was found after Caden and Denali pointed them in the direction of Thunderbird Falls, which is actually in Chugiak. Um, It's about 25 miles away from Anchorage, so it's about like a 30-minute drive from where the park was that they said they were at. And it's a really popular trail. Uh, It's a family trail. I actually have taken my kids there, so (laughs) creepy. Too close to home. People are there every day. Yeah. It's just crazy they even got away with this at this trail because it's not remote, really, or anything. And I also have some some little snippets of like quotes and stuff, too, that I'm going to be reading through here. So the next day, APD released info on their preliminary investigation onto Cynthia's death. And it says the preliminary investigation found that Hoffman, Bremer and McIntosh went to Thunderbird Falls Trail on 6-2-19. The three walked down to the riverbank where the victim was bound with duct tape by the female and male. At some point, an altercation took place. The male shot the victim in the back of the head, pushed her into the river and fled with the female. They drove to Polar Bear Park with the victim's belongings. They sent a text to the victim's family members via her phone. They stated the victim was dropped off at the park. The family members took that info and used it to file a missing persons report the next day. Caden and Denali then drove to Lions Park in Mountain View, aka the ghetto, and burned the victim's belongings. And Mountain View is a couple miles away from that Russian Jack Spring Park where... They said she was supposed to have been dropped off at. And Caden was arrested on multiple charges, including first-degree murder and evidence tampering. Denali was originally let go, and the investigation continued. So the charging documents for Caden was obtained by KTVA, which is what I used, which is like the local news station here. And I got a lot of great articles for like my sources and stuff for this. I went with them. Okay. And on Wednesday, June 5th, there was more details on the events surrounding Cynthia's murder, including what Denali and Caden told detectives when they were first questioned. So according to the documents, Denali told detectives that she, Caden, and Cynthia were smoking weed in the valley, which is about 45 minutes from Anchorage. It's like Wasilla and Palmer. Um, For those familiar with Alaska, obviously, you already know that. After that, then they drove back towards town. And uh, the trail is before you hit Anchorage when you're coming from the valley. So they stopped there in a parking lot near Thunderbird Falls because like the parking lots are like the bottom of the trail, basically. That's how much that shit is. Anyway, 
So Denali told the detectives that three of them walked into the woods, agreed to duct tape each other and take photographs. Cynthia referred to as Cece in all the docs and everything. So if I keep if I say Cece in some of this, I kind of like use it interchangeably. So basically she was bound by her ankles, wrists, and then duct tape was also placed over her mouth. So this is Denali talking. Um, She said Cece started to panic. So they removed the duct tape from her mouth and hands. And Cece began to tell them she was going to call the police and tell them that they had kidnapped her and sexually assaulted her. Denali told police that she had her Celtic 9mm in her hand. The documents state that Caden took the gun from her and shot Hoffman in the back of the head. Cynthia was still on the ground and Denali believed she was trying to call the police. Documents state uh, Denali saw Cece twitching before Caden pushed her into the creek. So when they got back to the car, Denali told detectives that Caden told her to text Cynthia's sister and make up a story about dropping her off somewhere. She said sh- she complied out of fear. The pair then traveled to Anchorage, where the court documents stated that Caden burned Cynthia's purse, some of her clothing, her ID, and the gun he used to shoot her. Which, how do you burn a gun? You can burn, like, all the evidence off of it. Oh, okay. Because I'm like, that's metal, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, you've seen burn metal. Like, it... Yeah. It melts. Yeah. I mean, it depends on how hot the fire gets. True. So, Caden corroborated Denali's story, telling the detectives that everyone agreed to duct tape Cece and to take the photographs. He recalls Cece panicking and threatening to call the cops on them. He stated that he blacked out, but then he remembers shooting Cece and pushing her into the river. He also remembers Cece twitching before pushing her into the water, and he does not know if she died from the gunshot wound or from drowning. Okay. You black out, but you remember what happens <laughs> while you're blacked out. That's not blackout. <laughs> yeah, that, that's not how this works. Sorry, kid. Caden told detectives he did not want Denali to go to jail. Uh, okay, whatever. How romantic. Jesus. Okay, so we're going to jump to Friday. So on Friday, June 7th, APD sent out a release saying Denali had been arrested in Cynthia's murder. According to the charging documents, Denali admitted to detectives the trip to Thunderbird Falls was planned and she directed Caden to shoot Cynthia. Denali told a detective that after Cynthia was tied up, she handed Caden the gun and told him to shoot her because she couldn't do it, and so he shot her. Caden told a different story, though, and the detective on the case said that on Wednesday, June 5th, a sergeant at Anchorage Correctional Complex reported that Caden was telling people that the shooting was Denali's idea. And then... We got some Snapchat coming into play here because these stupid kids, you know. Ah, uh, <laughs> stupid people. Uh-huh. So on Thursday, June 6th, a detective had uh, interviewed a friend of Denali's who presented two Snapchat videos that were posted by Denali. And basically, the documents had said in one video, she gave an account of the incident and that was consistent with what her and Caden had told the cops mm-hmm. previously. And then in the second one, it was basically her, uh, the quote was, I guess you will hear from me when you hear from me. I won't be back for a long time. I won't be back for a long time. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do it. I didn't mean to do it. So then on Sunday, June 9th, APD announced that there's actually three more people involved with the murder. What? Yes. There is a 19-year-old named Caleb Leyland, and then there are two others who they are actually minors and their names are not released. They're just identified as a juvenile male and a juvenile female. Uh, The three were arrested after police learned they were involved with planning Cynthia's murder. According to the court docs, Anchorage PD pulled them in for questioning after finding them at the juvenile's home the day before. And during the questioning, Caleb and the juvenile male just admitted their involvement and agreed that 
They, along with Caden and Denali, planned to kidnap and murder Cynthia. This whole thing they had, which will make more sense once I get to that part, but they essentially spent three weeks planning this. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. And the juvenile female said she was present at the time that the crimes were planned. So during the investigation, APD found that Caleb had actually sexually assaulted the juvenile female, which led to an additional charge of first-degree sexual assault and second-degree sexual abuse of a minor. Denali told detectives she was friends with both of the juvenile suspects and Caleb. According to the docs, an investigation showed that Denali and Caden made contact with all three of them before the murder, so that, like, they definitely helped them. How old is Caden again? Caden is uh, 16. Okay. Yes, and Denali's 18 and Cynthia was 19. So they're all young. Very young. So the juveniles were taken to the McLaughlin Youth Center and their charges were given uh, to the Division of Juvenile Justice. And (laughs) wait, there is more. Of course, there's more. Of course. Yes. So over a week after Cynthia's murder, APD announced a new person of interest to the case, a 21-year-old man from Indiana. He was accused of producing and attempting to receive child pornography in a federal criminal complaint that also named Denali in this case. So the pornography was discovered while APD was looking for evidence related to Cynthia's murder on her phone. So they found it on accident, basically. There had been some text messages with Denali and the man discussing plans to sexually assault a minor and contained videos of Denali actually performing the act. So, yeah, she just becomes even more of a fucking piece of shit. The messages were sent between June 2nd and 4th, and she had him listed as Babe or Tyler in her phone, and he was said to have lived in Kansas. So the FBI linked that phone number of Tyler to a Facebook account with someone named Darren Schillmiller, and that's his real name, and the phone number with his driver's license and everything linked to an address in Indiana. So Darren is Tyler. So he doesn't live in Kansas. He essentially catfished her, which what's annoying about this is uh, there was some articles trying to be like, oh, Denali was tricked and catfished and blah, blah, blah. And it was like, she killed someone. So fuck now. We will continue on with the catfish part of this. So basically, uh, Denali said that Darren or Tyler directed her to assault two minors, one who was eight or nine and the other (gasps) one was 15. Eight? Yep. And also to take videos and pictures of it and to send it to him for proof. There's an excerpt of their text messages that they had that they had found or whatever. And they just basically were like, are you going to like do the victim? Like, you know, obviously they took all that out. Mm -hmm. And then her response is he he he. Yeah, I'm going to her right now. Okay, found a place to do it at. Gonna go buy weed first. I want to get her high for it. So she doesn't fight me. I love you. And then it was like a time lapse. And then it said, Tyler, force tie her up if you have to. Denali, okay. Tyler, do the video. Denali, okay. So, like I said, she sent a video um, showing her performing the assaults, and he asked for more pictures. And then also, it looks like that the victim had taken the phone and started talking with Darren, and then the whole like the video and everything sent. So, in another text that they found that was between Darren and Denali, uh, they were talking about Cynthia's murder. It had said, I wish I never made the deal with you in the first place. We can meet, but once I see a cop, I'm going to tell him or her that I made you rape people and kill Cece. I don't even deserve you. So, don't know what the fuck that was about, but, like, I'm sorry. Someone this, like, fucked up, this cannot be the first time. And I know there's, like, this little sidebar, there's, like, rabbit holes of 
other cases he may be linked to just because of the area he lives in. So I really hope that they investigate, like now that they know where he's from and everything, they take a look at other cases that happen near him and stuff just to see if maybe he's linked to anything else to get answers for anyone else who's been through anything, you know. He looks like such a creep. Like I Googled him while you were talking. Okay, don't read anything because I'm about to tell you the wild part. I'm just looking at who they are, like what they look like. Okay, cool. Okay. So Darren allegedly recruited Denali, offering to pay her $9 million or more to murder Cynthia and send him videos and or photographs of the act. So that's when Denali recruited Caden, Caleb, and the two juveniles to help her plan and execute the murder. In exchange, they would all receive a significant sum of money for their part. Oh, my God. So he lied and said he was a millionaire and then... There ain't no money, <laughs> so they're all going to jail. So all six suspects were indicted for first-degree murder, first-degree conspiracy to commit murder, and two counts of second-degree murder. Darren and Denali were also indicted on a count of first-degree solicitation to commit murder. Denali was additionally indicted for one count of tampering with physical evidence. Caden was indicted on four counts of tampering with physical evidence. Court documents state that Denali and Darren, who she knew as Tyler, met and began their online relationship with the past several months using a photograph of a young male who was not himself. And that's, like I said, he said he was a millionaire. Mm-hmm. He catfished her. Yeah, exactly. So basically, like, while they were talking and everything during the relationship, it was like, like I said, it was a few weeks before. That's when he started bringing up that to get that money, she would need to rape and murder somebody up here in Alaska. And she's like, I'm going to get $9 million because she's a fucking idiot and sick and a psychopath. So she's like, I'm going to do it. So unfortunately, she decided to pick her best friend as the victim. So with all the evidence and everything, I guess there's no, like, Nothing right now that's actually indicating if Cynthia was sexually assaulted or not. So like, thank, like, thank God. I mean, it's horrible she was murdered, but at least like if there was at least some way for her to suffer a little less beforehand, you know, that's like a good thing. And then basically, if they're convicted at trial, uh, the defendants, they're being charged as adults. They could face up to 99 years imprisonment for each of the murder charges and the conspiracy to commit murder charge and basically everything else. Right. And then also Denali and Caden could face an additional five years in prison for each tampering with physical evidence charge. So motherfuckers ain't getting out and they should not get out. And Darren is in custody, uh, has been in custody. He had an arrest warrant for about $1 million that was issued for him. They actually brought him up here. He was arraigned on Tuesday, June 18th. And that's really all I have as far as right now. They were bringing him up here and stuff. I know it's been a couple weeks now, but I I even looked through like right before we got on here to record. There's no further updates as of right now with them. I am going to keep an eye on it just because it is another local case. And once I do have some more info, it'll be a little bit shorter of a stabby snippet. But I will hop on here and update you guys on that. So, yeah, that is the Cynthia Hoffman or Thunderbird Falls murder. And I think that's going to wrap it up here for our first Stabby Snippets. Sorry, the beginning was a little rough. (laughs) But hey, you know, you know how we are at this point. It's fine. Next week will probably go a little smoother. So Jessica will have the next one for y'all next week. And uh, you can catch us on Monday for our regular episode. Totally. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.